kind of a headline that goes under the radar, but certainly when Tiff Macklem speaks, you got to listen. And uh, David Dodge, when he speaks, you listen. But uh, David Dodge is former Bank of Canada governor, and he's hedged his words for a while, but now he's warning, look, the party's over. Party is over. Country has no growth. The country has no growth, no productivity. We've got higher interest rates and way too much debt. So the spending party is over. And uh, if you listen to that message, you know, in comparison with the Bank of Canada's latest message, which just actually came out a few minutes ago, uh, Tiff Macklem saying, interest rates won't go up again. And you go, yay! And then you listen and he goes, but they're not coming down anytime soon. And he's saying at least until the fall of next year. So that is going to be a very tough pill to swallow for a lot of people who are struggling. Ron Butler would know he's a mortgage broker with Butler Mortgage and posts all of this stuff on his uh, Twitter. He joins us now. Good to have you, uh, Ron. Always good to be here. Thanks. You know, my my sister actually kind of, because she's in the, in the real estate game right now, trying to sell or buy whatever she's doing. And she was like, oh, thank God he's not raising interest rates. And I'm like, okay, but then you got to read the fine print on this. It, it doesn't, it's good that they're not going to, but that's, it's going to be tough for a long time. It's going to be tough for a while. I mean, those people who are on variable uh, will not see any relief. I mean, uh, he may be kidding us a bit on the fall. It might be the summer. But these people who have variable rates, when he starts to reduce uh, the, the rate of the Bank of Canada, it goes down slowly when it starts. It goes down a quarter percent of the time. Sometimes there's two meetings in between. Yeah, this is, uh, is going to be a high variable rate for uh, at least another year or more. That's correct. Yeah, and, and, and there are things happening. I mean, I, I suspect um, a lot of people who are kind of up against the wall, probably hitting that wall now, um, but then we're starting to see this, and, and this is your tip-off, is this growth of unsold listings in Ontario. So we're talking, where are we seeing this kind of, um, uh, you know, un- unsold property sitting? Yeah, we've got, it's all kinds of places. Uh, it's it's pretty, almost scary in cottage country, uh, some of those areas. Mm-hmm. I mean, those, some of those purchases were pretty speculative at the time, back in 2021. And, of course, nobody actually needs two houses. If you own one uh, in the city or in a town, you don't necessarily need to have a cottage. So if you're under economic pressure, it's the first thing that goes. Uh, but, hey, uh, it's going to happen all over the place. There's all kinds of reasons for people to want to sell houses because every single week, thousands of people get new renewal rates that are basically double the interest that they were paying in the past. So there's there's people who are going to feel the heat, people who are going to feel they should sell a property to relieve the heat. Maybe they've got a rental property. So we're going to see more sales than we saw in the past, uh, more listings, I should say. And right now, it looks like mm-hmm. a lot of those listings are not getting sold. Yeah, it's interesting with what's going on in cottage country. Cause some people just spent, spent outlandish amounts of money on a cottage. And as I understand, some markets have come down as much as 60% in price. Like, it's just crazy. And then I'm seeing a ton of properties uh, go up for sale in some of the higher-end neighborhoods of Toronto. And then you've got pockets like Hamilton, which I think is just on the cusp of slowing down. So there's different markets where things are sitting, which means either people are hitting a wall, but there is opportunity. Well, look, real estate is totally regional. It goes right down to neighborhoods. Sometimes it goes right down to a street. Um, If there's a particularly great house on a sought-after street and some of the neighbors and people in the area have been lusting after getting their hands on that house for years and it finally comes up, you're probably going to get a full-price offer. 
but that's not true of all kinds of other properties. So we're going to see that go on over the next uh, six months. And uh, I'm not even quite sure how it's going to unravel, except that it looks like prices will come down. Yeah, it's a double-edged sword, though, right? Because, you know, David Dodge is saying, look, this is going to hurt like it it did in the 70s. And and he didn't mean like we're going to 21, 22% interest, but we're certainly not coming down to the 2% Tiff Macklem said we'd get to, not the 3%. And so, like, what does the real, like, can you even gauge what the real estate market looks like as far as mortgage rates in the next, let's say, year, two years? Like, what would be a reasonable expectation? A reasonable expectation in, in front <laughs> of uh, uh, tons mm. of economic slowdown, possible recession, in that landscape, you're, you're going to see some rates in the force. And rates in the force are going to allow people to do transactions. But is it going to be like what it was when rates were in the twos? Absolutely not. Yeah, which means carry as little mortgage as you can. Like, uh, God knows if we ever sell, we're not <laughs> buying something bigger. I'm like, I don't want a mortgage. I think if a lot of people learning, I do not want a mortgage. I do not want to be held by that. Because if you got in in this um, in the in the wave that kind of locked in at 1.7, 1.8, you know, and your mortgage is up in two years, you've done really, really well. But though any kind of um, gains that you've made can easily be wiped out if you then have to sign on to another mortgage at four or five percent. There's just not going to be any 1.78 mortgage. Yeah. That's just we're not going to see it. I'm not going to see it, but then I'm old. But some people may see it someday. <laughs> some people may yeah. see it someday, but it's going to be uh, like a decade. Um, you know, this is nothing we oh. can base financial planning on. Just assume higher rates, best outcome, something in the force. And of course, we have to hedge this run saying, assuming nothing goes wrong. And God knows these days. Anything can go wrong. Um, I wanted to ask you to make sense of um, Christian Freeland, who came, well, I'm not sure if we can make sense of that, but it, she came out yesterday and, and said that Ottawa is going to add another $20 billion to mortgage bond programs, which to most people is like, huh? Um, and, and this is supposed to help rental, um, you know, rental constru- construction financing. Is this a game changer? Uh, it's a lot of money to spend again, but it, and probably something you should have done a long time ago. But how does it work, and is this a, a good um, you know, move? This is one of the few things that you could say is all good. I know that some okay. people are saying, wow, this is going to be inflationary, but actually it's not. This has to do with the sale of bonds. They're sold on a commercial basis. The government doesn't buy these bonds back almost never. So they are sold commercially. This is not Canada going more into debt. This is not printing money. This is just making a, a superior price bond, but not as, not as low as the a straight Canada bond, which is attractive to the commercial market. This is a wise thing, a smart thing, a positive thing. Everything we can do to promote purpose-built rentals. This is not about building new condo buildings where individuals are going to buy them and rent them. This is not that. This is building a quality tower uh, where there's apartments or a quality townhouse project where people are going to be able to rent from a professional landlord and not have to worry about being rent evicted or relative evicted or any of those things. It's all positive. In this particular case, it's all positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't hedge words, generally speaking. So, okay, we'll take A. I'll take any good news I can get, right? It's about all we've had. We've had, the, we've had the GST news, uh, and we've had this yeah. news. It's about all we've had in the last six months. Yeah. And we'll, we'll wait, because Olivia Chow's gone to Ottawa. We'll see. I don't know how good the headlines are, uh, you know, if he can turn the headlines around, but if Trudeau can, he will. So maybe we'll get a, a, an announcement today on housing. So we'll wait and see. Thanks, Ron. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being on. Always. Uh, Ron Butler, who we have on Wednesdays, because there's just so much volatility in 
the news on economics, and it's got such a huge impact on everybody. There's not one of us, you, me, you know, the milkman, whatever, milk person, um, not struggling right now. And so there's a lot of changes going on, and, um, and that's why we want Ron to kind of bottom line it, because he does not mince words, which is why I love following him on, uh, on the Twitter machine.